Welcome back to Jackson Transplants, the Welcome Committee for Transplants. Jacksonians, welcome, but not necessary. Um, in this episode, I'm doing something a little different. So I'm going to increase the amount of interviews I have per episode to kind of feature more small businesses or initiatives or projects happening in Jackson. I don't want to keep limiting stuff to transplants. So um, we're going to go ahead and get this interview started off. Well, Salam. And this is her second time appearing on the podcast. Uh, the first time you were on episode 10, so you were early on. Yep. And your husband, I believe he was on episode 26. But yeah, so we're here to talk a little bit about what you guys have been doing really for the last several months. I said the last week or so, but. Yeah, it's kind of ramped up in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Um, I'm just going to remind people a little bit more about the Fertile Ground Project and what it's doing. Um, so the Fertile Ground Project is a public art project that uses art as a medium to talk about food access issues within Jackson and all over the state of Mississippi. Um, it uses art all over the city to talk about different food access issues from access to agriculture to pesticides and um, each theme is different at each site and each community engagement is different at each site and um, it's been a really exciting process and it's funded um, through Bloomberg Philanthropies and um, also has a lot of work with the city of Jackson's planning department um, and other community agencies. So we have over 60 plus collaborators that are from all different types of disciplines. Um, right now, uh, one of the installations that we currently have an open call for um, is the mural competition, which um, is using murals to talk about food access issues. It could also be used to talk about other social and civic issues that are currently timely, like the pandemic or Black Lives Matter. Um, so people should definitely check that out at uh, fertilegroundjxn.com for more information, the deadline for that competition is um, June 26th. And the sites for those murals are Ann Gallery at Midtown, Bottom Garden in West Jackson, uh, Bellhaven Heights Park, and um, the JSU Parkway at, uh, at uh, Blackburn Elementary's Learning Garden. So we try to touch all different sites of the city. Um, our most recent uh, art installation that was debuted was at in Fondren, um, and it was called Common Ground, and it's a ground mural that was designed by um, a local artist in Casey Jennings, and um, the A-plus signs were the uh, executors of some of the painting as well. 
Um, and so the Common Ground Mural is really kind of a COVID-19 response to um, how we can get people to be outside. Um, so the mural itself, I like to think of it almost as a, um, as a big picnic blanket that extends outdoor spaces for businesses in the local Fondren area. There are a lot of businesses in the area that um, don't have great outdoor seating. And yeah. so this allows them to kind of spill in um, on the street, a street that's usually reserved for cars is mm -hmm. shut down and people can actually use it and enjoy it. And um, it's just a really great way in our opinion to um, help the community build itself and then also recover during a season of social distress with the pandemic. So that's kind of the um, thinking behind the Common Ground mural. Okay, so was it Friday or last Saturday? What was the date of the event? Because I, I saw a lot of people out there. Hey, Travis. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, uh, the event itself was organized by, um, the Fondren Renaissance Foundation and okay. it happened on Friday and Saturday and we didn't really have anything to do with the, um, event organization itself, but okay. most, um, used it as an opportunity to, uh, put the mural in. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So tell me about this documentary, but not much because I want people to watch it. Yeah, of course. Um, so the documentary uh, is Cultural Ground. We try to keep our title and everything consistent so yeah. that people know that it ties back to the project. Um, but the documentary uh, is about following different people around the city that are currently experiencing di different food access issues and then um, talking about some of the potential policy changes or bringing them to light um, and then also uh, working with people who are currently on the ground and showcasing how they're kind of dealing with food access, increasing it or changing it within the city of Jackson. So we're very focused on Jackson in this documentary. Yeah. Um, just talking about that. Yeah. And kind of how we chatted about it before that it's not just something that was aired here locally, but nationwide with PBS. So how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it's been really amazing to have the support from Mississippi Public Broadcasting. They were really the ones who we, sh we showed the documentary to first a couple months ago, and they were really blown away by it and thought it was really important to not only get it on a local level, but also get it on a national level. And so that's how they started engaging PBS. And um, we've been really blown away by the response. Um, it's been really amazing to get it on that national level because it exposes you know, Jackson and puts Jackson um, on the national map for these issues and just highlights and brings a, you know, a really great voice to the people who are currently um, here, who even in our own backyard, people don't know about. So that's been really amazing to, um, to see, uh, you know, happen. And, and that's yeah. been really exciting. And yeah. that's, what this, that's what this project is really kind of about. It's about, you know, making sure that people within the city of Jackson know about what's going on within the state and within the city when mm -hmm. it comes to food insecurity. I mean, I feel like people recently have, even people who don't traditionally have food access issues have been feeling it because of the pandemic. Right. Um, you know, you go into grocery stores and you're like, there was a time where you couldn't find anything on the shelves. And so that's like, that's something that happened to people like within this moment, which was, mm -hmm. you know, the pandemic, but this is the way some people have lived forever. Right. And mm -hmm. so I think that it's just a very timely 
um, moment to be talking about food access issues. And I think that's another reason why um, an organization like PBS.org was really interested in picking it up because people all over the world can really see themselves in this documentary. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we were chatting about it before, but I was talking about how growing up in New Orleans pre-Katrina, that basically there was a corner store that exists in every neighborhood that you can walk to. And how really shopping at like Walmart and Kroger is largely new. Well, just since I've been in Jackson, because I had no choice, really. Um, you know, those corner stores carry the basics, toiletries, and then you can get hot food from there, too. So that's something I said in the future I would really like to work on in Jackson because everybody should. And then quality, not like trash that's rolled off the back of a truck. and then put it to store like dated you know produce and stuff like that so yeah I'm really excited about this and the future how do you think people feel about it going forward and actually not just discussing it but like creating something that's going to bring change to you know to the Jacksonians to improve their quality of life this is something that they are deserving of it's like basic needs you know yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's so basic. It's honestly, it's embarrassing that yeah. this is happening and that this continues to happen. And I mean, again, I don't want to give too much of it away, but the mayor yeah. really hits it home in the documentary when he talks about it. Um, but for us, you know, I think that there are, after this documentary aired, a lot of people reached out to us and they were like, we want to help. Um, how can I help? I want to get involved. I want to work with children. I want to do all of this stuff. I want to help and I think for us, you know, we have some ideas about, you know, what we could do, um, you know, talking about the gro- abolishing the grocery tax in Mississippi, yeah. the highest in the country, um, and we're one of three states. And so, you know, I think that bringing that level of awareness um, to a public audience, both locally and nationally, I think helps um, spur some political action, especially at a time where, um, you know, we're seeing injustices happen all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are being really, really proactive about dealing with it. But I think it also will require lots of people to come together and talk about how can we really um, be equitable about this and like, what does that look like? And I don't think that's something that this project is necessarily going to be able to um, solve and, you know, be able to find solutions for within like a million dollar grant, million dollar Mm -hmm. arts grant. Right. I hope that like through this documentary, we're able to receive more resources at the city, more resources for our nonprofit organizations so that we can actually talk about these issues and that we can have the resources to go towards, you know, making it more equitable and, um, you know, creating these spaces. I think that it's really important to have it be a, a process. And in order for us to develop that process, we need to bring lots of different voices to the table. There's so many other people I wish we could have um, recorded interviews with during the, yeah, during the documentary. Yeah. And we touched just the, a tip, you know, know. of everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still is such a really good project. And I'm super proud of all of you guys and what you've accomplished for this. So have you guys like taken the time to be like, (sighs) uh, no, not really. I I mean, if you know me, we're already kind of on our next next thing. Yeah. We're working with, um, sip talk and, um, the local, uh, 
Black Lives Matter uh, chapter to host a Juneteenth event on Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. at the Ferris Street Courtyard, which is um, another one of our installation spaces. One of our artists, Adrienne Dominic, she will be revealing her mural called Mama Rose Kitchen. Um, you can also learn a little bit more about that mural on our website as well. And it's really appropriate um, for the time and, you know, the celebration of Juneteenth. So I'm really, I'm looking forward to that. We're just the sponsors on it. So we're just yeah. kind of the facilitators of it. And, um, but it will really mostly be centering, you know, black voices, black vendors, um, and black musicians. So we're really excited that, and we're very, we feel very blessed to be connected to them in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I have to make sure I show up. <laughs> own up the watch yourself i feel like at this point <laughs> just wear a mask make sure to wear a mask <laughs> see that's the thing about like we haven't taken her anywhere because she refuses to wear hers oh. oh yeah but we'll see i'll figure it out but yeah thank you so much for chatting with me of course so i just want to mention since you're still here because i did it the first time i didn't do it this time but um i'm now on patreon so, and it's a membership-based platform to support the podcast. I want to give a shout out to my first uh, three members. So the first one is Rachel, and you can follow her on Instagram at Pieces Together. It's P-I-E-C-E, number two, Gather. And she says it's wholesome jigsaw puzzle reviews that the haters will love. <laughs> also to my friend Nellie West, and the Eco Shed as well is a sponsor, so you can follow them at Eco Shed. Jackson, spell jxn.com and on Instagram at EcoShitJackson. We're going to have everything in the show notes too, so people will be like, what? What did she say? I can't tell with the accent and all the other stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for joining me and helping me out with this technology. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes second time's the charm. So. Yes, yes. All right. All right, great. Today, I am talking to Jane Halbert Jones, right? Yes. Okay, right? Okay. <laughs> um, the owner of More Than the Taurus. So, you are a native of Jackson. Normally, I talk to transplants, but I decided that I'm going to include more locals just because I don't want to miss out on any small businesses or any initiatives or projects kind of just limited to the transplants. And plus, they can learn so much from the locals anyway. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I feel like I am the audio version, a little bit of what you do physically, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, so tell us about yourself. Um, yeah, well, I um, not necessarily from Jackson, but from Clinton. So I mean, I graduated from Clinton High School and I went to Mississippi College. So I mean, that's not very far at all. Yeah. So I mean, we're always in Jackson. Um, and I've either, I've lived abroad or in Mississippi. Um, so doing my stints abroad, when I'd come back from that, it was always, you know, back here to, to Mississippi um, and in the Jackson area. So I do feel like it's it's my home and and I love it. Sometimes when you're growing up, you, you know, you all you want to do is get away. Yeah. Um, and then you, you know, you kind of get older and um, when you come back, it's, it's a different experience for sure. So mm -hmm. it's not that same, you know, mentality or same thing of like when you were younger and wanting to get away from, uh, from a place. And so I'm really um, grateful for that, that I do, I love our community and, and so many people in it that just strive to continue to grow it. Um, and I've seen such a huge difference from 
12 years ago, you know, to now, um, there's a lot more going on. There's a lot more young people either coming back and maybe coming back because it's economically sound too, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or, um, they're coming back because they see, you know, maybe an opportunity, you know, here for them. But, um, there's, there is a big difference and a big push in, um, in growing Jackson, I think in the last 12 years. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't really talk about me. No, no. About <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, so, yeah, tell me a little bit about your background and what led you to starting your business. Um, well, um, kind of talking about being abroad a bit, I did um, some studies in France. And off and on, I lived in France um, in my 20s. I'm 41 now. So off and on for eight years. And I lived in Paris for three. And so that was when I moved home, um, was working in an office job, realized that was not for me. And people started asking me if I could help them with their France travel. Um, and they were like, oh, we just heard you got back and da, da, da. So started doing that, really enjoyed doing that and found out that I knew what I was talking about too. And so um, I started the travel business with an LLC, more than a tourist on April 1st, 2011. So I'm kind of coming up on 10 years. Yeah, well, congrats. Um, I know, I'm do something big. And yeah. um, so anyway, I, I really enjoyed uh, doing that. So I started started kind of with just France and then grew to kind of other pretty much just kind of kind of Europe helping people do that and so um, then I realized as I was growing as, as a travel agent um, as, as a second passionate job that's what I really wanted to do but it did take time to 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 get where I can do that on a full-time basis. But then I um, was a general manager of Howlin' Mouse and so a lot of international people coming into town and they kind of didn't know what to do, you know? And I love traveling, I love going on tours. Um, we've kind of chatted a little bit, you know, from New Orleans area and even even that, you don't have to go abroad to enjoy a great tour and learn about another city. And I just love doing that. Some people do, some people don't. But then I realized we don't have that Jackson. There was was no one to take these people around and kind of show them what to do. And so I realized a lot of people were just spending like one night in Jackson as a as a stop. Um, And they couldn't really, you know, kind of find, you know, what to do or the best things to do. And so I was encouraging people. Oh, man, you should stay here two or three nights. Like there's this and this, Um, especially as we've grown. So it was probably 2014 that I really started kind of looking into how do I develop tours? What do I do? Um, and, you know, that's taken some time to put together. Whereas, you know, fast forward to now, um, I have a lot of tours under my belt and different ones, you know, that I can do for people. And so that's just kind of where it started, just seeing a, a need. I think that's where a lot of kind of business, you know, starts. But had to do with travel, meeting new people, yeah. showing people great things that they don't know about is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. So are your tours comprised of more locals or is it people who are like traveling to Jackson? Um, a, a little bit of both. A lot of my mm-hmm. local tours are the ones that are open to the public are more locals I see that are coming on that. Um, even um, pre-COVID. So, uh, you know, the, um, obviously I'm seeing a lot more locals on my tours now because everybody's been cooped up and um, right. and they're, they're in the same city, so they're not having to travel far to do. But even um, pre-COVID, I saw more locals on that just because that's where, I guess, my 
promotion, you know, was hitting. Um, hotels are still a little hard. I visit a lot of hotels in the area, um, but I'm, I don't feel bad about saying they're very hard to get in with and for them to turn around and tell their customers, hey, we have local tours in the yeah. area. Um, you know, maybe their turnover, you know, is, is yeah. often and stuff. So, um, but however, a lot of, um, people out visitors find me on like my TripAdvisor reviews or Googling like tour guide. And so for them, I do a lot of private tours because they are maybe not in Jackson when my public tours, you know, are available. I don't have tours every day. The demand is not there. I can't wait to yeah. see what May, may be the case in two years from now, you know, there, there could be a more than a tourist tour every week, but right now the yeah. demand is there. So I do a lot of private tours, um, with transportation and things like that of, you know, picking people up at hotels, um, or meeting them someplace and do a tour. So privately quite a lot of out of towners, but on my public tours, I find that it's a bit more locals. And you know what? I was thinking the first time we talked about this that maybe it was because it was national chains and sometimes they're not as invested in the local um, community. But then I think about all the other... I, normally, I stay in like a, a name brand hotel and there's always like a little booklet right next to the bed that highlights local tours. So it's just... Maybe it's just once here. They need to yeah, do better. Um, <laughs> I've, I mean, I've, I've tried that. I've, I've left uh, pamphlets and things like yeah. that. You know, I've gone and talked to managers, but then a year later when I go talk again, it's a different manager, you know, so, <laughs> so they're, they're not, there's not one person at fault, but it's, it's interesting yeah. that I've found that I want to get visitors to know Jackson and the, the hotels have been a bit difficult to share, yeah. um, to share these tours or who do I get in, you know, with, but that's okay. Because like I said, a lot of these people are, Googling it themselves or, or, you know, if anybody calls our visitors bureau, uh, visit Jackson, um, they're very good about giving my, my name and Mm -hmm. number info out to people. So, you know, it's definitely grown in, you know, in that fact that a lot of, a lot more referrals, you know, a lot more references. Okay. Um, so you've been doing tours all month. So how has that been going? So what, how many more weekends do we have left? This, this, this coming weekend is the last one for, for public oh. tours. Okay. For, okay. For, for, the, for the summer season, for the summer season. Okay. Um, yes. I actually have a group from a, a private tour, not this weekend, but next weekend with a group coming from New Orleans that they're just okay. wanting to get out. Um, I got them a hotel, you know, reservation. They're staying at the Fairview. Um, and we're going to do a small little tour Friday night and then a tour on Saturday showing them Jackson. So definitely I'm available for, you know, private tours um, and groups. But um, I've learned with the summer months to try to publicly do one. It's just hard with the heat and, yeah. and vacations and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. yeah, definitely for private tours. But they'll be back on um, mid to late September. I'm kind of a okay. bit after late. Um, you'll see the public tours coming back up and hopefully we'll see what the, you know, stipulations are, but I mean, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, we'll be able to do one on the party bus and do that one in a safe and effective. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of us are ready for outside to open completely. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Uh, Okay. So, um, why are businesses such as yours so important to the local economy? We kind of, talked about it but i guess i want your take on it why are local businesses well, um, why businesses such as yours are um oh, important to a local economy oh, okay why well, is mine okay i was like yeah. I, 
but ready to answer both. Um, <laughs> I do feel um, one thing that I do, and, and it's what you're doing, is promoting other local businesses. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've I've tried to explain to people, I'm yes, I've created a business, but I'm not trying to show you any thing I say anything new although we do discuss what's coming in Jackson you know we do discuss mm-hmm. our future and stuff but I'm here to show you you know you know we're out front of the old Capitol Museum for example and I'm not there to tell you about the museum I'm there to promote the when it's open and that it's free and then I tell you you know the hit why Jackson is the capital city you know mm-hmm. but I want you to go to experience that museum you know for yourself instead of trying to listen to somebody talking about it same thing you do our wealthy house I'll give you a little snippet but I encourage you to go back for that tour because it's amazing right. and there are people in there that are professionals and know about that topic mm-hmm. so you know I the more I do these the more I learn the more I can help you learn but there are professionals at each of these places that really know what they're talking about. And I just want to encourage people to go back, you know, to those businesses or go back and, you know, shop at some places. You know, we do mm-hmm. go by, you know, shops and stuff, too. I love taking people up into Highland Village because yeah. if they've been there. They don't they don't know all the even local shops. They are regional shops. You know, there's not you know, they might have some chains, but a lot of um, locals are the franchise owner, you know, or something like that. It's a family friendly place and people sometimes don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so I, I've had one of my tours where we were doing a downtown walking tour and we went by fourth Avenue lounge. We go in and get a drink if we wanted mm-hmm. to. Um, and then we went into lavish boutique and they had a sale going on. And, um, right after that tour, that girl got in her car, went back to lavish boutique and got a jacket. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really just showing off the, the awesome things in our cities. And I think, Anywhere you live, not just Jackson, we get in our little bubble of these right. are this is the places we go eat, these are the neighborhoods we go to, da da da. So I have lots of locals that are like, I did not know that this was here. And and why would you? We we have kids, we have families, we have jobs. Um, you know, you're not out exploring every day. You're not on vacation, you know. Right, so, right. So I, I think you, yeah, go ahead. To, oh, sorry, just to sum it up, I I think my company and job is important because I'm just trying to promote other, other businesses and local businesses too. So it's together. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you something that is not on a list of questions and I'm not sure if I talked to you about it, but since you go on these tours, I mean, since you have these tours and a lot of these tours are in historic areas, any of these buildings or houses haunted? Any stories? So, um, I've been approached a few times by people thinking that, um, and rightly so that a, um, haunted tour would be fun. And, um, that is definitely some notes I've been making on that. Um, I really kind of wanted to do something last year, but I just didn't have time because it really does take a good three or four months to put a good tour together, um, of places of doing the research, doing the interviews, making sure you can go in places, whether it's haunted or not, you know, making sure you, you know, the timing is right. And, in you know, Jackson, we don't really have the public train. I know we have J train, but we don't have like the public transportation, like a trolley system or whatever. Right. To be Like, so it's either would have to be on the party bus or it would need to be like a walking type of situation. So those are things that you have to think about. Um, and obviously, I don't get paid to put any of these tours together. I'm only mm-hmm. paid when people go on my tours. And so it's a lot of work to do 
um, on my own time, you know, mm-hmm. to put these things together. So that I, that to say, I would love to do one. And yes, uh, I mean, you have, uh, I mean, just downtown, I mean, you would have like the King Edward, you would have Hallamals, you would have uh, the railroad, you would have, you know, downtown might be a good one. Um, mm-hmm. You have um, other, sorry, you popped up there too. You have other, um, I don't know if the, um, um, City Hall, maybe. I mean, it was a hospital during the Civil War. We have Let a few places for hospitals during the Civil War. So, I worked in City Hall, and I never really paid attention. Oh, the Plaza Building, yes. There was a morgue in down below. What? Yeah, girl, a morgue. <laughs> so when I worked in City Hall, I never really paid attention to like the feeling of the building. But I definitely would say when I was like moving my stuff in when I worked there for a couple of years. I felt very creeped out. <laughs> so when I thought about the history of the building and how much was going on there, I was like, this building is probably haunted. So <laughs> I never, well, you know what? I heard, I've heard stories, but not for me. I think those don't like me, which is no, fine. I know they don't like me either. <laughs> they, I even played one time a Ouija board at a oh, table wow. of ha- at Hallamow's where a person uh-huh. died and nothing. Nothing. Wow. That's probably um, a good thing for us, though. I know, maybe so. <laughs> they, they do not want us to, they do not want us on Ghost Hunters because they wouldn't, yeah. find, <laughs> wouldn't find anything. Um, but no, it's a very, yes, I, I mean, it's, it is something I've not necessarily started working on, but it is something I've, I've made notes on and, and contemplated um, here and there to do. Maybe I can get together for, for this Halloween. And I just actually named a bunch of places downtown. Holiday, (laughs) and I'm not sure why, but it's my favorite holiday over Christmas and Thanksgiving. I've I've been a big fan of Halloween for a long time. Yes, I don't know if it's the the dress up or I mean, I think that's part of it. The weather's nice. Everybody's dressing up. I don't know. It's it's great. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, um, what's kind of something that you've learned? Like one of your favorite things that you've learned about since conducting the tour. Whew, I've learned quite a lot of things about Jackson that I had no idea. Um, well, I mean, the Merci train is one of my favorite stories, and that was something I found more easily many years ago just with my French connection. It was kind of like, what's what's any kind of maybe European or French connection here in Mississippi or in Jackson? Um, and we obviously have that on, on the, the Gulf Coast as it was first kind of founded by, you know, D'Iberville and Bienville, and they were French explorers. Um, but the Merci train um, is one of those, and that's um, a really beautiful grassroots story um, about giving um, and just the amount that was given and what was given back in the late 1940s is just kind of uh, astounding um, both ways. So that one, and then uh, more recently, just like this past year, learning more about James Smith, who Smith Park is named after. Um, mm-hmm. He was just a fascinating dude. And... One story is he took what he found in the States, i.e. here in Mississippi. He was he came from Scotland, immigrated over, started a hardware store, but ended up moving back to Scotland. There's a lot of other little stuff in here going back to Scotland. And he created a huge and still going on very, uh, I don't know, prominent, wealthy, um, long-range, long-range stove um, company. And that sounds, you know, Odd, but 
there had been a really great, um, I can't even, Crap! Now I can't. I can't think of the word. They're really great. Um, planning for like stoves and stuff like that already in America. And one was he sort of took that idea, you know, and and did it, you know, over there. Another story is he actually pirated the um the the plans and details of long range stoves and just took it over there and made it his own. Either way, um, he made a lot of money from it and. Um, that his company, Essie, is still going strong today. And I think it's interesting that we also, um, so not only was this very high, you know, this very still successful English company over there going on, but we also have the Viking range that was started in Mississippi as well. So we could actually say there were two, like, long-range stove um, kitchen, you know, things that were founded in the Mississippi area. But then that guy, like, survived a shipwreck, um, he was at sea for three days, um, and the basket and his shirt are in the Essie Museum that they have over there. And he was actually leaving the States, going back over to Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave a lot of money to the Confederacy, and back in the 1880s, he even had Jefferson Davis over at his house um, in Scotland. Um, his great-granddaughters came over in the late 80s, early 90s to see the park. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and I just never knew all that. It's yeah. super interesting. It, it's funny when you just kind of go places and like buildings are named after people and parks and streets and you never really know. You're just like, this is Smith Park and that's it. <laughs> it was a guy back in the 1800s who gave some money. So they named it after him. The end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that much. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so what else do you offer? We know you have the local tours. Can you kind of explain the private tours and the tours you offer abroad as well? Yeah. So, um, starting with, you know, the, the main part of my job, I am a travel advisor. Um, so I plan people's trips all over the world. Um, any time of year, special specializing in, in Europe and customized trips in Europe. But then I also do a lot of, uh, Mexico and the Caribbean from, um, villas, um, you know, villa vacations to all inclusives. And that's kind of what more, what, what I do in the Caribbean, um, in Mexico. But, um, I plan a lot of people's uh, road trips. I did a big one from Niagara Falls, you know, all the way to Cape Cod last year during um, the leave change. So that's, you know, that's getting your flights, your car rental, all your hotels, your tours, you know, um, you know, can plan all that in a package for people. And then, um, so that's just, you know, if you're wanting to travel, no matter what you want to do. And then on the tour side, um, well, I was going to do it this year, but it got canceled due to due to COVID. But um, I will be over in France part of the year and over the end of August to beginning of October. And I've done this before, not for six weeks, but for three. And I've had clients come over while I'm there. So that's when people can come over to like the south of France and they have a built-in guide and a built-in service and somebody there. And so you kind of get the best of both worlds where you have your own time to do things, but there are a few things that are kind of planned for you and you have somebody to kind of show you around and get you acclimated at the beginning, you know, and then maybe, you know, meet up for wine at the end of the evening or something like that. So you just sort of have a built-in 
guide with you there. Um, but locally, I've done people's trips. I've helped them with their Mississippi itineraries. So if you have people coming through doing, you know, a Memphis to New Orleans and they're like, where should we stay? What city should we stay in? What should we do? Um, you know, I can have that planned. I can even step it up and um, get your transportation and have and be the driver for you if you have people maybe from out of, uh, other states coming in and you just want it, everything you know, done and customized, but then, um, locally in Jackson. So privately it's, it's kind of what I do for the public tours. It's just, I'm not, you know, I can't always offer it to the public. So, um, like that group from new Orleans, they were like, we kind of want to do this and this. And I'm like, okay, here's some options for different walking tours. Or if you want a big city tour, um, I can get the 12 passenger van and, you know, we can do it that way. So it's, it's all customized and it just really depends on kind of what the price that you want to do that. And just for example, next, what I've offered them is, um, you know, a downtown walking tour for 30 bucks a person, or you can do a full city tour, which would be anywhere from kind of a four to five hour day, well, about four or four and a half hour day, but we were getting off places and you know, you're not just sitting in a car and of course we'll have some, you know, beverages. Um, and that's like 180 per person, but that includes the transportation, you know, so that's yeah. not even bad yeah. for a four hour private tour with transportation, you know, yeah. um, so I can really cater it to, you know, your, your budget and what you're wanting to do. Okay. I think I told you the story. I don't think the listeners know it though, but, um, I'm terrible with travel. I don't like booking any, I don't even want to book an Uber. So most times my husband does a lot of my <laughs> stuff for me, even if I'm traveling without him. But for our honeymoon, we took, uh, we went to Chattanooga and we took a river cruise, um, along the Chattanooga river and I mean, I guess I just kind of picked like the first boat I saw and, and it ended up being like a tour for like senior citizens. <laughs> so we were the youngest people <laughs> on the boat and it was like, we call it like a paddle boat or something like that. Yeah. So it was like, yep, it was one of those boats. <laughs> um, we were sitting at a table with some, uh, some cute women and they were like, oh, you guys just got married because we like got married at the courthouse and took pictures in front of city hall. And we just like jumped on the road. So like we had our first dance on this, this ship, the food was terrible. The drinks are terrible. <laughs> and the funny oh, thing no. is, next day we saw, um, we saw all these cool boats, like just flying up and down the river, like, like giant, I don't know if they were like yachts or just like giant speed boats or what. And my husband just kind of looked at me. So that's when we learned that, I just should not book anything at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, sometimes that's, yeah, sometimes that's nice. When, and well, and that's what I do as a travel agent is you can just sit back while somebody else is, is doing what, what you want, but also having the knowledge and experience of booking the correct, you know, thing the correct way. But um, I remember I went on a trip last year, and I was, I did a small group trip and those are awesome too. And I can help people navigate, you know, which one for you, but I did uh, Vietnam for 10 days and I was one of 14 people and, um, and for, with, with G adventures and I love that company and what they do. And so I was by myself, but I went, I was part of a small group and, um, because I plan 
travel all the time and I'm worrying about people's, you know, itineraries and who's this. Um, I didn't know. I just followed along. Somebody was like, what are we doing tomorrow afternoon? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to go where <laughs> I'm just going to go to where they tell me to show up. And do so, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it is nice for sure to have somebody else worrying about that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where can people keep abreast of everything you do or follow you? So more than a tourist, um, is my company name and that is more than a tourist.net, but I'm very, um, I say very vocal, but no, I'm, I'm very much on, um, Instagram of more than a tourist and Facebook of more than a tourist. Um, I try to do better with my tweets, but probably Instagram and Facebook are going to be my main platforms. And then obviously answer any kind of questions on DMS or, or emails, um, which you can find on my website again, more than a tourist.net. Um, and then I do need to, I've been off for quite a few months of just a lot of other things kind of on me, but I need to get back on my newsletters. So if anybody ever wants to DM me or something like that, I can get your email and I need to, you know, I'll start up my news, my newsletters back, you know, maybe just once a month, but you know, twice, but at least we'll kind of give you some ideas of what's going on or, or whatever. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Um, I hope I get to go on your tour soon. I was kind of trying to wait till I kind of got through some schoolwork. So it was going to be like gifting myself, but we'll see. I'll catch you. Well, well they're going to be available. Um, I mean, if you have a group of friends and y'all want to do something, we can easily, you know, do a, you know, easy walking tour. Um, mm-hmm. but if not, I'll have them after this weekend, I'll have them back open to the public. Like I said, about mid, mid to late September, um, with doing that. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Just, I just really appreciate, um, spreading the word.